And we're live. <laughs> I, 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 Black holes. I feel like Schrodinger's gimp. Mm. Am I alive or am I dead? What's in the box, Schrodinger? What's in the box? What's in Zed's basement? <laughs> this is interesting. So we, I'm so thrilled right now. We have three microphones, three channels. It's like, it's almost... As if we are recording in an alternate universe, you guys. I have distinct memories, Lou, of you and I starting this podcast in a van using a USB microphone. Really? Yes. yes. Wow, look at this. That was the this. humble beginnings. I you should of be my proud. Old Honda Odyssey. <laughs> yeah. Van. Oh goodness, a yeah. Honda Odyssey. Oh baby, okay. We were in a van <laughs> parked in the garage for best audio for audio quality, right? Yeah. We were, that was our to, uh, engine to, off, yeah. To uh, for the sound. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. It, was, yeah. it was like this, you know, our own little sound booth. Enclosed. And that was such a fucking bitch in the summer. Oh my Ugh. god. Not we would get so hot. We would we would step out. And even though it's still like 80 degrees, it feels like we walked into air conditioning. Just wring your shirts out on the... Kind of. Yeah. Wasn't a peach in the winter either, although we no. did have a space heater. But you gotta w- then you got to pause so your teeth don't chatter. You got to like, right. okay, I got to get oh. up and stretch. You know, we got to rub my palms together a little mm-hmm. bit here. Man, you guys were devoted, though. It's as if at one point around 2018, maybe not 2015, not necessarily 2012, but around 2018, it's as if... I don't know, like some hydron particles were blasted together or something, and all of a sudden we were in a new universe where we had an audio mixer and a soundboard and all of these things, and then at some point our universe shifted again, and it was just us recording into one blue Yeti microphone, but I tell you what. Didn't we start with a Yeti? We started with something way worse than a Yeti, but this this is still the original Yeti. Uh, We started with a $19... Uh, it looked like a mouse pad, and it had the really long right. plastic tip. Um, it's like an old school mic because we're Almost we're talking like about a TV antenna. Yeah, it's I been know, about I ten know years. Don't know what the fuck that is anymore? <laughs> Just dated myself pretty hard on that one. I mean, how far do we want to go back on the TV antennas? Are they made of aluminum foil, or are they the kind mm. of antennas you find on the top of old ass cars? They they weren't made. Remember of the metal antennas foil. on top of cars? You put the it aluminum too. foil on it so they conducted better. Yes. <laughs> yes. Foil was yes, an aid. What kind did you have? <laughs> we had the one that yeah, it looked like one of the like one of the bunny ears, but just yeah. one. Mm-hmm. But it was plastic. Right. And we had the metal rabbit ears that telescoped out and shit. Yes. Yes. That was my first television. <laughs> it, it actually it didn't even have a, a remote. It had an actual switch. Like you had to walk up to it and like switch it on and off. Yeah, a little knob. And the channel was a dial, and so was the volume. And when you would change the channels, yeah, when you change the channels, it would click. Yep, I remember those TVs too. Yeah, I had a cat that was born behind one of those. You played your Nintendo, oh, NES, NES, yeah, Channel Three, of course. I never had an NES. I started on a Super, Mm. but I also had the Nintendo Brick, so which is a Game Boy for people that don't know the original. Game Boy, which is like the today's what Switch, kind of yeah yeah pretty close yeah. 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 because you could the have the, the, 90s. the little 
not the little, the very large magnifying glass, and you could put like I you had that. you could what make your Game Boy a bit. Switch. Like, yep. You could boss that them. bad boy right. up. Yeah, you had the little thing that you could plug in so that had the light, so yep. you could play at night and shit. It yeah. didn't work really well, to be honest no. with you guys. So no. if anybody was ever like, "Oh man, I always wanted that," no, you didn't. It, it you didn't miss out. Bad. You really didn't. Although it did work a little bit better on the Game Boy Color. Well, the Game Boy Color. Game Boy Color kind of had. A bit more it's brightness. Yeah, so. had, had a little much, a little more going on. Speaking so, of contrast, so maybe we should, uh, yeah, maybe we <laughs> should bounce back, bounce to a different timeline here. Yeah, you might have noticed that I uh, referenced a lot of different points in time where things might have changed for us, which is a bit on topic today because we, uh, to put it vaguely or generally we're discussing alternate realities uh, and then some today so we're gonna cover topics uh, that include the mandela effect the uh, potentiality of us being inside a black hole what the hell is cern doing uh, and are we in the matrix among other things so uh, let's just start where we're gonna start which i believe is the mandela effect right so right just so should I do? You, should I define it? Do we? Uh, Let's just throw yeah. it out there, yeah. right? I, I mean, uh, there was a man named Nelson Mandela. Many people have heard of him. He wound up passing away in 2013, and I think when he passed away, that's really when this started, because a lot of people, for some reason, remembered him passing away in the 90s in a prison camp, I believe. They, they believe yes, he imp- passed away yep. in a prison camp mm-hmm. in the 90s. I thought it was the 80s. Um, I, I read it was the 90s, but I, I could be mistaken. So I do. I actually can jump in here and help out. So I uh, it was the 80s. Uh, the creator of the Mandela Effect is a uh, paranormal consultant by the name of Fiona Broom, yeah. who actually coined the term in 2009 mm-hmm. um, upon basically expressing oh. her memory of Nelson Mandela dying in prison in the 80s and finding out that there were other people that had that exact same memory very vividly hence is why nelson mandela gets the name credit for this entire phenomenon of, of which we will provide many examples he uh, many more nothing to develop the theory yeah he has nothing yeah, to do with this other than Don't maybe look into him he was oh yeah, oh, he, was, yeah. he was respectable to say the very least about that man so yeah you know he was imprisoned in south africa Yes, he was. as well. And he was an anti-apartheid uh, activist, for those of you who don't know, before he became, I believe, the president down there in yeah. South Africa. And so I have a question for both of you before we dive any deeper into mm-hmm. this, because I personally had the false memory of Nelson Mandela dying in prison. I believed that I learned that in middle school social studies. I truly believed that. Uh, what what memories do you have? Lou, do you I remember it that way? remember it. I thought he, I, I want to say I learned in elementary school that he died of a heart attack in prison. I don't remember hearing about Nelson Mandela dying. No? No. Um, now, I also was in my own world as a child, so there were, it was very selective what I knew and what I did not know. Not like Mormonism, but almost. That is <laughs> well, that is fair. And there's going to be a bit of a trend here going into more of these examples because we're not all three going to fall on the same side on a lot of these or on all, which just 
lends more to the discussion is what we'll talk about later because uh, in in effect, the theory is that some of us are from an alternate reality is, is one of, I mean, there are multiple potential causes for what could be causing the Mandela effect, but in some sense or another, like Lou and I remember something that Kelsey doesn't remember ever happening. So in theory, I, there's a lot of different answers for it, but one of them could be that, well, it happened in the universe that we were in, Lou, at some point. Uh, and then now we're in this new one, which is good. You know, it's great. Kelsey's here, so that's good. We're happy. We're happy to be here. Yeah. Um, I don't know how we got here, but should we maybe go off some other examples? Because the Nelson Mandela thing might not have, you know, it might not have resonated with anybody, right? So, what's a, what's a good one, Lude? What do you, what's what's the first one that you can think of uh, that maybe, or maybe the first one that hit you personally that you were like, "What the hell? That's not how I remember it." Berenstein Bears. The Baron Stain Bears, yeah. right? That one, uh, cross I'll, it off on my Mandela bingo card. So Go ahead. I remember it as Stain with an A, you know. Um, oh, so you remember it the right way. I remember it the right way. Wow. I and I have a very specific reason for this. When I was in kindergarten, I said, shouldn't that be Baron Stain? Because it's A-I-N. And the librarian looked at me like I was stupid and had a third arm drawn out of my forehead and <laughs> said, no, that's not the way it's pronounced. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, you know, those are only different letters, but whatever. I didn't say that out loud because, you know, I wasn't trying to catch one across the face. But, n and no, I didn't go to Catholic school. It was public <laughs> school. So. Still them librarians, though. It doesn't yeah, matter. You know, those, those fuckers are a wily bunch. You, you don't not want to get on the wrong side of a librarian. There's a reason they're quiet all that time during the day. It's to it's to think of the evil shit they do at home. They don't get loud often. So they don't need to. Right. What, what about you, Kelsey? What was your first uh, Mandela effect? Well, by the way, I remember Berenstein Bears. And I actually remember it that way because I watched the show when i was a kid oh and so they would the say the berenstein bears i don't remember what that was on but i watched a ton it was on of PBS. so many wow. pbs yeah i watched everything on pbs that was available so i don't know why that was just my favorite channel yeah. for a long time so i remember watching the show and i remember hearing berenstein bears so i actually remember the auditor i have an auditory memory um but I, you know, maybe I was hearing it wrong. Maybe it was, I, I don't know. Um, what? Uh, what is the way it's supposed to be, by the way? Berenstain? I mean, that's how it's spelled. The pronunciation seems to maybe be what led us here, because Lou also experienced that where the they, yeah, the librarian corrected the way he Pronounce, right. pronounce. I'm about to say pronunciated. Jesus, easy I for mean, me to say. If you um, want to fancify up them words. Yeah, just making up words as I go. Now, my big one, though, was Tinkerbell. I yeah. watched so many Disney movies growing up. We had a VHS player. We we played the movies all the time. And I would rewind them. For, for those of you that don't know, a VHS player was actual tapes. Um, and then you couldn't just start the movie over. You had to actually rewind it. It was a button, and it would whirl the tape backwards so you could start it over. It, it was 
it was actually I I don't know I don't really miss it. I had a yeah you, you there is some nostalgia be kind there. Rewind. Exactly. Yeah, be, be kind. Rewind. I to this day. So here I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna plug an old podcast that hopefully someday will return. VHS mess where we only reviewed uh, that media. Uh, so I still to this day own a rewinder because yeah the, yeah that's the best way to save VHS your VCR baby is to not force it to rewind oh, all of I them didn't tapes. Know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very big investment back in the day, your, uh, your rewinder. rewinder. <laughs> well, I remember Tinkerbell dotting the fucking I on Disney. So, I mean, Retweet. do not tell me. Like, it's in, it's burned in my brain. She did a certain kind of, like, like dance around the Disney symbol, mm-hmm. and then she went up, it. and then she flicked her wrist, and it went ahead and it dotted the fucking I. So, don't tell me that doesn't exist. Well, it existed in my... Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I it existed in the timeline I was in, which actually I and how was that for you guys? I vividly remember that. Yeah. Dotting the eye. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Disney movies were a big fucking part of my childhood. Okay. Huge. Yeah. Same. Because, you know, um, not I didn't my favorites weren't necessarily like everybody else's favorites. Yeah. But like, you know, my favorite was Fox and the Hound. Love Big one. one. Sword in the Stone. Love that one. Jungle Book. The Page Master. Page Master. Page Master. Oh, I love that I don't. That wasn't Disney, though. That was WB. That's movie. fair. That was, yeah. J- now I'm just um, rattling off VHS tapes well, that I still have, by the way. Uh, so tons of cartoons. I think the Rescuers Disney. Down Under. Fievel. The Rescuers. Yeah. Fievel was not Disney. Uh, no, it was not. Uh, I think that was also. I'm having my own Mandela moment here. An American Tale. Hercules. Bible goes west. Yes, an American tale. Bible goes west. Yes, Hercules. So I will just throw this out right now that I still have a box full of Disney VHS tapes. So stay tuned for a part two where we are probably going to be shocked to insert every single one of these Disney tapes to find out that they have changed what was on our childhood media. But I will say, melt the fuck down. Yeah, because these are tapes that my mother has held on since childhood these aren't like i didn't go pick these up at a thrift store like these were in my family's possession they were in my childhood home until my mother moved then they were in a box in the attic they've been in that same fucking box Mm -hmm. they're now in my possession they've been in a storage unit and so if i open that box and find that they no longer doing the tinkerbell thing yes my brain will literally melt and start coming out of my ears because right I won't know. I won't be able to trust myself with that. But we'll get into some of that with the false memories yeah. later. Those but those fucking yeah. movies babysat me. Yes. Uh, yeah. Same. same. There's a reason. We were, uh, children of the '90s were very much raised on TV. I mean, yes. every, children today are very much raised on tablets. Tablets from TV and, and cell phones. There's a reason we all wanted to be on TV, and kids today all want to be YouTubers. Exactly. You you want to be mom and dad, don't you? Uh, or whoever else is raising you um but it's not a th- you know it's it's a you know that's just part of life you know and I'm not by by no means was that a knock towards any parent no, by the no. way um no, they, none yeah they did the best they could absolutely which was a, hell of a lot better than their parents before mine yeah and if yeah, it weren't yeah. for my admittedly addiction to that media form as a child i wouldn't be doing the things that i'm doing now so luckily 
you know, as with all things, you have to learn some balance. You exactly. know, I, c- I can't eat fucking chocolate bars all day either. So, yeah, nope. I can't just watch TV all day. Like yeah, I kind of have to go out in the sun at some point, unfortunately, <laughs> and that part sucks. I just take my TV with me. So here, here's another <laughs> exactly. You can take it with exactly. you, and you know we were talking about we were talking about '90s kids sitting in front of the TV, right? Here's a good example: Mandela effect, Looney Tunes. Yeah. How do you remember it being spelled? We'll start with Lou on this one. Tunes is in music. Okay. Because a lot of the ep- I, it, it because a lot of the episodes had musical components. True. You had orchestra intros and outros. And they had the ba ba da 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 da. Yep, fair. Kelsey. Double O's, double O's. I. L O O N E Y T O O N S. You can see it on the thumbnail and on the screen currently. Um, that is the version that I remembered seeing as well. Uh, that one is tough. This, this is one that I just don't trust myself. Um, the Looney Tunes one in particular, because of what Lou, the way you like, instead of spelling it, the way you described it, where you were like tunes, like the song, because it, like it makes a lot of sense to me that that was just what it was called. And maybe this is one we talked about this one earlier. Sketchers. I thought there was a T there because it may, it would make sense for right. that's how that word is spelled. Right. Yeah. It might have so, never been that way at all. Um, I think people might conflate that one. Because uh, the movie with uh, Michael Jordan, Toon Squad, Toon Squad, was was cartoons. <gasps> ah, that could absolutely be why. And yeah. you're yes, and, and you're I think even like canonically within the show, it was Toontown, Double mm-hmm. O Town, Toon Double O Town. Yeah. yeah. I think I think you're absolutely right there, and that I mean we're gonna we're teasing a little bit, uh, but that goes into you know again some of that uh, we t- we will talk later about a neuroscientist uh, Katie Caitlin Amote who's talking about uh, the way neurons fire and the way that memories that either were learned at the same time or are about the same topic tend to live next to each other in the brain, so it's possible. Um, what are let me see we went okay here's one that. We debated before the show Pikachu's tail because I believe Kelsey and I specifically remembered it being black, black at the end, tipped. right? Yep, that had a black tip. I never remembered it being black tipped. Now, the other, like, pre evolution of Pikachu, Pichu has a black tip on his tail. Oh. And I think Raichu does too. That's fair. We could be meshing it. Could be one of those, so but and and again, it's it's the the photo is on the screen right now. Uh, he's hanging out. Old Pikachu's hanging out on Nelson Mandela's shoulder, mm-hmm. and when I look at that version, that that's the incorrect version, by the way. Mm-hmm. But it looks so right to me. Same. Same. <laughs> I I would never question that. That I would never look at that and say there was anything wrong. With I it think if I now. saw it without the black, I would think it looked weird. Um, which yeah. is crazy because apparently that's the correct version. Yeah. Um, well, that brings up, we talked about this too. Do you remember mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest of them all? Or do you remember magic mirror on the wall, who is the fairest of them all? From Snow White, the original cartoon made by Disney in what, the 30s? Such a long, yes, yeah, old 1930s, school. 1930s, 100 years ago, dang. Anyway. I remember it. 
as Magic Mirror, but it, I I don't know, Lou. What, what did you remember this one as? I, I remember it as Mirror Mirror. You remember it as Mirror Mirror? Okay. But uh, you know that could be one of those things where the zeitgeist gets it wrong. You know, it's that name of telephone. All it takes is one person to, to missay it, and you have the next 50 people misremembering it. See, my thing, though, is I had a, a love for that movie as a child. That, like, one of my family members thinks that my favorite movie when I was a kid was The Little Mermaid. It was not. It was actually Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And, um... I just loved that movie, watched it over and over, rewound that VHS tape, and then just played it again. I remember Mirror Mirror on the Wall, who's the fair, I remember her voice, like, I can hear it in my head still. So, like, that brings me to this. We have not been consistent between the three of us on any of this. We have bounced around. Mm -hmm. You guys remember that episode of Rick and Morty? Where... They were, they kept splitting because yes. they kept fucking up. Mm -hmm. They kept going. <laughs> I'm okay, so I need to talk to Jeff Royland and I also need to talk to Dan Harmon about this. We would like to bring you on for, for a talk at some point. I bet you will never do it, and I completely understand that. But um, I, it would be fascinating to talk to you about the multi, uh, I'm sure it's not the multi universe like episode. But yes, uh, go ahead. You're going to explode. We'll go ahead. We'll give you. Costco pumpkin pie. What, what if they what if they hit us up and it's not pumpkin pie season, babe? We've got Thin slices of pizza. <laughs> Have you had Costco's pizza? It's good enough. Oh, Costco This pizza. episode is not sponsored, so by the way. Uh, Costco, <laughs> not at all. Not affiliated. Well, I, um, I am a member. But, but you no. know that episode, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Where yeah. things were just, it was so many different. They were collars. And, and the then they were all doing different came things. and beat the shit out of Rick. <laughs> Yes. What if there's a similar situation where with what m could have caused the Mandela effect or the different things that could have caused the Mandela effect, everything was going pretty much the same way in these multiverses, which we'll talk about a little later with uh, one of the theories of a, a child um, scientist. Fascinating to me, at least. Um, but what if, what if there were so many of them doing it that we all just just a bunch at one time and they all just got mashed together like some crazy freaking I don't know like universes colliding uh, yeah with one another Ooh. yeah cause why don't well why don't we do you guys want to do you guys have anything else or would you like to we can move we can move into some because I think these examples we'll have plenty of opportunity to call back to some examples oh, and, and for some of the examples that I want to go into it actually will kind of be best if we save those for when we get to that explanation yeah. um so yeah i think it, it's a good time and you talked about the blasting into alternate realities and i think that's a pretty good one to start with because there there are now that we've we've talked about the discrepancies in in what we remember let's talk about the why um and i think the first one worth addressing uh, because it's one of the oldest ones, is that multiversal theory. So um, the first instance, although some of that, that's debatable, the first instance that I had that where it was noted or was credited was in 1955, Hugh Everett, 
came up with the uh, universe splitting when facing quantum choices. And the idea then essentially being whenever there were these major moments in time that uh, all possibilities did happen. So basically mm-hmm. every time there was something, it wasn't like a yes or a no, it was a yes and a no, and then the universes would split from there. Um, another key contributor to these multiverse theory is the one the only erwin schrodinger famous for his cat um yeah we'll get into the cat on another day but yeah so infamous for his uh, treatment of cats and so that's uh, we'll, uh we'll stop there before we get into what could even cause these multiverses but yeah there's that's that's what I have uh, for our our first potential cause. What what do you guys think? Um, I guess about the multiverse theory. Obviously, it's become a lot more prevalent in modern media, which we've discussed at length leading up to this episode. Oh, oh absolutely. I mean, if you if if you've listened to Kev and Lucky at all, then you're probably aware that Marvel is brought up quite a bit. And if you haven't noticed. They've brought a lot of this up lately. Uh, the multiverse theory is really mm-hmm. actually a vital storyline at this point. That's the the storyline, it feels like, at this point, other than demonic forces and witches and stuff, which is also very cool. But that's not what we're going to be talking about, though. I think, I, I think we're all wondering how, how they could collide. What do you guys think? What's some theories you guys came across? I heard one that is very fun. It's the idea that the other realities are just on different frequencies. And we all overlap each other. I think that's a cool, interesting thing. Yeah. That's where like that's where you get into the paranormal idea of like ghosts are present because they're present in their own time and sometimes the fluctuation of that energy breaks through to our side or we break through to their side. You also see the idea from um, biblically where people try to go with the whole, you know, everything's happening all at once because all time is theorized to be in that concept is that it's a, you know, it's a straight moving, you know, stream. That's all we know. It's a fluid stream, exactly. And that everything overlaps everything, and everything is one, and all is happening at once. It's the overlapping uh, universe theory, I believe. And then there, of course, is the side-by-side theory that Mm -hmm. you hear from Max Laughlin, that child scientist who believes that CERN out of Switzerland, right? Switzerland, no, Geneva? France. Yep. Uh, yeah, right yep. on the border they, they, uh, of uh, Swiss and France, uh, the Geneva border. They mm. exist, and they have a large hadron collider. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, I've heard it, hadron, hadron, or whatever. Yeah, I've heard it a lot of different ways. So what is your guys' understanding? And I wanted to get back to, Ma- back to Max Laughlin later, but what's your guys' understanding of what that is? It's the world's most expensive cock ring. <laughs> uh, essentially, it's also very large. Yeah, yeah and there's like 12 of them. Large. So speaking of Watchmen and that giant blue penis. Yeah. So That's how you get ants. It's, it's 
that is exactly how you get ants. It's the particle collider where they take these uh, photons, which are essentially the building blocks of all matter, and they ram them into each other. Yeah, very, very quickly. Yeah. Uh, particles just bashing against each other at, at like speed force. and beyond. And I, it's my understanding that that causes the it it causes the ability to it gives us the ability to be able to see things that we could not normally see under mm -hmm. regular circumstances because you're pushing them together so quickly. Um, it's it's also my understanding this is what 14 kilometers wide. This the one the large hadron collider uh, that CERN has. Yeah, I think that's about right. I think I might have heard I might have heard miles in a miles like around. around. I heard kilometers, but uh, Fair. which I I think is just a little bit different. But uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, diameter diameter. Yes, not wide diameter. No, um, that it's might a big be circle buried under the ground. Yeah. Um. So what they're doing there is all kinds of testing. They started that up on September 10th of 2008. That's when they first started this. And Max Laughlin is a firm, uh, had, a, had a theory going on when he was 13 years old, back in 2017, I believe, is when I saw that he did the, the little Facebook Live talk that he did. But he's a very intelligent, very intelligent person from what we can tell. And he has a theory that they, the particle accelerator altered the weight of one electron and therefore destroyed our universe and shifted us into the universe that's directly next to it. And therefore things are different in this universe. Like the Bears. Mandela effect. Like the, the, Berenstain Berenstain Bears. Bears. the Berenstain Bears. The Berenstain Bears. And Rod Serling not being Rod Sterling. It's the Berenstain Bears. Also in this reality, Ed McMahon did not give out the checks for Publishers Clearinghouse. Apparently he gave them out for a company called American Family Publishers, which I had personally never even heard of before, so I don't know how that could have been possible. No idea either. Um, I definitely same. remember it as publisher fucking clearinghouse. Yeah, American Family Publishers PCH. went out in 1998, which is the theory as to why none of us remember them. But so, I, yeah. I could have sworn when he was on Roseanne and when he was on... I uh, read the goddamn check. Yeah, I, I, I was pretty sure um, <laughs> it was Publishers Clearinghouse. But, but yes, that would explain the Mandela effect, right? What do you guys think? Exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, there are very, there is so, there's a plethora of theories of what happens and what has been happened because of the CERN super collider of from the Higgs boson being found to black holes possibly being developed or made. Yeah. Yeah, that the black hole is is an interesting one, and it's it, when you talk about CERN in general, all the way back when it was being designed, and that takes you back to the Clinton era. There were scientists at that time saying that if you make this thing, it's going to create a black hole that's going to engulf our planet. They said that the odds of that happening were one in two. Mm -hmm. For those of you who don't gamble. At home, those are very good odds. Fifty-fifty. You yeah, would take those odds. Yeah. yeah. You could you could flip a coin and get the same odds. Yes, that's another good way to put um, it. <laughs> you could also paint different numbered numbers of dots on on each side of a rock and flip that and 
get the same odds. So, I mean, it either scary is when you think or about isn't. That. Yes, yes. It, it is or isn't. It is almost black and white if you want to put it in that term. Um, it's it, there's no gray area in there at all. To, um, to throw back to the Looney Tunes, is it is or is it ain't? So it's only slightly terrifying, right? Yeah. Exactly, and that they would, yeah, that they would know that ahead of time and then run it. What's it's been like the third iteration of the major hydrogen collider running that the first one was around 08 09 to 2012 i think 2013 then there was the 2016 to 2018 run and now here's another example of the mandela effect i can't even get sources to agree on what month in 2022 that this thing fired back up i've heard april i've heard july i just know that it is apparently firing off uh particles again right now and won't stop until 2025 so we could be experiencing yet even more alternate universes as we go on and, and i you you touched on max laughlin and and i want to bring this up because one of the things that he talked about uh after this sort of snapping of our universe was that he, he talked about it a couple of different ways one was the idea that we have just kind of slid over to the next available universe, so to speak. But there is also, in a different video, which I think maybe be quoting him from a different conversation, um, where it said that uh, essentially that, and he does mention this in his, in his, in his uh, Facebook Live, or while you're having conversation, you could be just, just the mere fact of saying words can sprout out and, and just stream, I guess, multiple universes from that. So that gave me this sort of idea that, yeah, that we're just kind of floating, almost like Pangea. Remember that? Right. Oh, remember that way back in the day when we were all just one one giant landmass floating on plates and things have shifted? And mm -hmm. I just, it kind of that whole theory too, that maybe it's not just two universal points that we're talking about here. Right. Maybe there are 15 fucking universes overlapping, right. like you said, Rick well, and Morty. And, and, and you, you he said about the overlap. Right, one of the theories that space yeah. is just a superfluid. Which would explain some of the uh, NASA conspiracies and controversies about why are these guys on spacewalks and I'm watching like air bubbles. You know, it looks like they're in a pool, not space. Oh, uh, NASA has a lot to explain for. Honestly. Also, like, how do you yes. Have technical difficulties when we can clearly see something coming into the atmosphere and then all of a sudden you just break the live feed. Oh no. Oh, that'll. We didn't do that on purpose. Dude, we don't believe you. That'll be an like, episode coming soon. <laughs> Never a straight answer. Um, and then you look at you look at the, the slot theory that Laughlin goes into, and it's a very probable theory because of the fact that when you think of our universe or our world, right, and if we were to go absent from our present universe, right, and go through the black hole – we would probably travel to an alternate universe where that Earth has shifted. So we'd be filling their gap, and then another planet would be filling our gap we, we left from. I mean, yeah, but not to just float back to Rick and Morty. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to be more creative, but I mean, if you think about it, what if we left behind nothing? Exactly. What if our, our gap is gone? What if what if Existence there was a bunch gone. of merging? Yeah. And and or what if we collided so with matter? That's what she said. Mm -hmm. Um 
I, I mean, I also would like to break it down even further. If you really want to dive deep, I, everything is made of energy. Mm-hmm. Everything is made of energy. So in a sense, and energy doesn't die, right? You can't kill energy off, which, which is why I personally believe in reincarnation. You don't have to, but that's my belief because it only seems logical. Um, so I, I, when you bring energy into it, I mean, how does that affect what could have happened? I mean, and also the idea of getting sucked into a black hole, you know, it's going to tear you apart. So if it was a black hole theory, you would think it would have to be created right then and there. And just like Max Laughlin talks about, it was a split second. Like oh, we, yeah. it, we probably had a 50, 50 chance. Mm-hmm. We could have either been completely decimated and, or, you know, we could have wound up here. Well, you know, there's, I think it's the, uh, the car, the budge, and the windshield. Ooh, how so? Elaborate. So when you're in the car, you don't necessarily feel the speed. So you slip into that pocket of time-space mm-hmm. as opposed to being hit by the pocket of time-space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So by being so we on board it. the spacecraft. We were riding it. Exactly. Well, they s- I mean, no one knows what happens when you get into a black hole. But that's also because we would be at the point of origin. Oh, yes. And as opposed to being flown into the point of origin. Now, it's it's uh, there's a theory that you can get into it if you travel faster than the speed of light. Okay. So if it happens here with these, by the way, these lasers travel the speed of light is my understanding on the Hadron Collider. I don't know. I wish I knew more about physics, but at the same time, I don't because this shit would drive me insane. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, would you sleep at night? Up all yeah. night? Like you're just like you you can't sleep because you don't know how the universe works. Like, oh, that must have been what it's like to be Einstein. Oh and it's all God. theory. Well, that's where you saw oh, some of it with Max, Einstein. with poor oh little God. Max, and, and you know, I was giving the interviewer a hard time pre-show uh, because. Mm-hmm. He clearly was not the right person to be interviewing someone of yeah. Max's intellect, to be honest. Yeah. Right. It, it's one thing. Sorry. I get the point. I get the idea of trying to dumb it down for the audience, simplify it. There's a more polite way for me to put that, to simplify it for the audience. But you don't want a simple person to try to help simplify a complex. What you need is someone who understands the complexity of the topic at hand, who also you know, is a good public speaker, someone who's able to say, I can simplify this and I can present it. You don't need right. someone who doesn't understand it to try to constantly ask someone who does these really probing, annoying questions. Like, well, let's say, let's say well, this universe is mirror, mirror on the wall and this universe is magic. And poor Max is like, dude, I can't even begin. I can't even get to f- step one with you. You don't understand even the it's basics of theoretical physics in order to. Right. And, e- and yeah. And when you look at the way he was explaining it on the, the, his drawing, it's almost like guitar strings. And each string has its own frequency that they vibrate at. And that's that frequency of that universe. And then it gets transferred into a neighboring Oh, universe or frequency. That's a very interesting idea. Yeah, that's it's the frequency theory. Right, because it's because it's 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 hard to because when you, when you think infinite, you think 
forever. Our universe is infinitely and infinitely expanding. But when you swap, right, when you swap to a neighboring universe, you have neighboring infinites, which become finites because it's the boundaries of those space and time continuum. But for us, they'd be immeasurable, exactly. so they're still infinite. Infinity isn't necessarily forever. It's just beyond our reasoning. Finite infinity is even more complex because it, it sounds like an oxymoron. contradiction. There's a beginning and a beginning. Just because it's the end of the end of the universe, as a layman would think, doesn't mean that that's not the beginning. As opposed to the antipole of that, could also be the beginning of that universe, depending on how you enter it. The same thing with, whereas if you if you think of cells and and it's it's that three D module, you know, if if we if we think of universes as being spheres, right, and realities as being spheres. We're all together, but we're also far apart. Because the sun would be the nucleus of our solar system. Well, and then we have a nucleus of our galaxy. Maybe we're thinking on the wrong shape, though. Have you guys ever heard of sacred geometry? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very naturally occurring. Oh, it's, yeah. Uh, that's why it's insanely... Um, it's it's just insane to go into, to be honest. But there are certain shapes in sacred geometry. Maybe we are more in that. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, golden ratio, right? It's yeah. You find that I, I all mean, over the place. Shout-outs to Coast Coast AM for my very eclectic knowledge on some of these topics. But, I, I mean, everything – I've always thought everything in this – in everything period is connected i mean it's it astounds me actually when we don't connect things to other things and just treat them like they're a singular item like it just this nothing works that way nothing works that way everything is connected so i i love this topic by the way i love that we're we're on this and Thanks. what if it is sacred geometry though it's not mm -hmm. lines what if it's a shape and we're just all connected in that way uh, like a honeycomb. Right. Um, what if we got shifted into a different comb? Yeah. Or no, what if the combs merged into a much larger comb? Um, and that can explain some of the, uh, so like uh, our differences in memory, right? Because yeah. that's kind of what we started out by touching on those topics for. Uh, there's, like we said, there's no, it's not like, Lou and I were in Universe A, and at some point we joined you, Kelsey, in Universe B. Yeah, it's exactly. way more complex you than that. You've been in Universe Zeta Phi, and then mm -hmm. you've been in Alpha Beta, and I. I With I an infinite know. number I, of extra denominations, right? Like we could be letters and numbers in I, here, I, right? Exactly. Because think of I'm, I'm just Lou picturing an old out. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I was just thinking that's how Rick and Morty does it. Man, we're really. 
I'm really bringing it to that. But, you know, actually, now that that's been brought up, they really do approach this subject a lot in Rick and Morty. I wish oh, I could yeah. think of other of other things other than Marvel. Marvel, of course, has well, approached this a lot. Well, I think that's well, relevant, though. Been bro- well, hitting this topic over the head since 1962 in the comics. Oh, yes. Yep. That's, I With was curious. The multiverse was first introduced to the Marvel Comics during the 1960s and 70s in Strange Tales number 103, circa 1962. The character Johnny Storm of the Fantastic Four is teleported to an alternate reality for the first time in Marvel history, with the character sent to the fifth dimension, later designated as Earth-1612. Okay, okay, I like it. Which is very interesting when you consider how fresh that theory was. Back in the then. grand scheme of things, yeah. yeah, that theory had been invented, maybe it's been credited at around seven years before mm-hmm. that came out. So that was, I mean, again, now I won't be the first person to tell you that one Mr. Stan Lee was ahead of his time, but uh, just, and whoever else, I shouldn't be giving sole credit to Stan there, but again, Move uh, over, just, just credit where it's due <laughs> that uh, they were they were on top of this. But that uh, you pointed out, Kelsey, earlier, like, oh, I, I wish I could think of more uh, examples of this. But yes. I, I think it's relevant to the fact it's become a more dominant theme in stories recently. Oh, um, it certainly has. So it's not necessarily a knock that. It's right in our face right now. Oh, yeah, which is why you see it in the movies with with Doctor Strange having clearly esoteric ties because that is his source material. There has always been esoteric connections in Marvel Comics. There's literally an Illuminati. (laughs) (laughs) There's a Nazi party. Um, Oh, shit. uh, There's a Nazi party in the Marvel Universe. Can, Can we go beat up Nazis? Uh, not make tonight. That a family not trip? Tonight. I, I have to work tomorrow. Um, and I, 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 I did that. I actually, <laughs> I had that last Thanks week, so I've got to, uh, yeah, yeah. We all know. I'm full. I'm still full on yesterday. No. I'm not a fan of beating oh God. people up. Um, that is something we did not take with us from the previous universe, Lou. That <laughs> we are outgrowing. We are outgrowing that behavior. No, I nothing. I, I nothing. Know, <laughs> I know. I know <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. it I don't. No. I still didn't hear it. Um, Rude. So <laughs> I, I, I love you. Skipping from that universe back into this one, uh, well where I, were we? Now <laughs> I, I did hear Max Laughlin say something else. He said because I had something else to say, but I cannot remember what it was. But this I do remember. I wanted to put out there. Max Laughlin said something along the lines of he feels that some people didn't make it mm. from the merge, basically. And so they would have been, I'm guessing, uh, from what I pulled from him while he was speaking, uh, they would have been already here in the particular timeline that we came into. Um, so if a bunch of different timelines came in, then I'm guessing we would replace the ones that were here. Um, I, I'm, I'm guessing it, it would all be balanced out. Oh, um, but also, so people that didn't make it and they remember things the way they are, they wouldn't have survived the merge from the other timelines or timelines. Sister Kelsey, I believe you is talking the rapture. Oh, 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 no, I'm not <laughs> trying to bring Jesus into this. I'm uh. actually, uh, I'm, that's not my bag. No, I'm, I'm just uh, fucking around. So I'm going to bring an unintended 
fourth conspiracy theory into the mix, so I apologize. But it almost seems as if it was faded due to the first conversation that we had as soon as you guys came in for pre-production today. So, if it stands to reason that there are potentially uh, multiple universes converging, and we may or may not have had to replace other versions of ourselves, and Mm -hmm. I ask you this, Kelsey, is that freaking weirdo dude that you said looked like me? Is that my doppelganger? And if I touch him, will the universe actually explode? And I'm only calling him a weirdo because I hate when uh, anyone says I look like I'm someone else. It's a person. No, <laughs> no, it's oh not. It's not. <laughs> so what we got to do is right. His name was not Kevin. We have to go find my antithesis. We and I have go to find touch. Son of a bitch. We have to touch no, tips. See, see, I think. I think. I think that's too. It better not be Nevik. It we, was like we Matt. Gotta, it was. It was his like name Matt. Was Matt. <laughs> we gotta find this guy, right? And we need to launch you two into each other. No, does not God sexually. does not deserve this. We're not going to do that. But to I do. No. <laughs> <laughs> not sexually. Okay. Oh, well, now we no. need to. We need to find a device that hadron collides two humans. Uh, actually, I believe they're called cannons. Yeah. Yes, or catapults. People have gotten in <laughs> front. Or trebuchets. Trebuchet. Yeah, there there is one man from Russia who got in front of a laser very similar to the Hadron Collider that is at CERN. Um, however, I do believe he was actually in Russia at the time. I could be wrong. Google it. Um, but Russia he, will say it never happened. He, uh, I mean, he had this laser just go through his head. He walked into it. They told him it was off. Uh, he had expected it to be off at least. Wasn't shut off in time. He walked in front of it. Didn't tell anybody he did it. Went home and had terrible uh, side effects over the night and had to get a lot of help later on in life. Um it's it's really bad to walk in front of one of these uh, particle accelerated lasers. I I wouldn't recommend anybody do it. Although it did, it's my understanding that that led to a kind of cancer treatment that they have started to where they have dumbed it down. Basically, I don't mean that in any kind of disrespectful way, by the way. But they have brought the the levels down. I'm not sure the proper way to put it, and they are able to like target pink. Yeah, they essentially take protons it's that can go through uh, your brain tissue without damaging the brain tissue, but they can target the two the, the cancerous right. tissues. Right. It won't. The laser essentially, instead of coming out the other side, it will just stay inside of the area that they're targeting. And because that was a big problem with the guy mm-hmm. that walked in front of the laser, it came out the other side. It came out like his nose, basically. And so they brought the levels down so much that they just aim it at the tumor, um, and it will. It'll just target the tumor, uh, the radiation there. So Sounds to me like somebody in Russia made that guy a guinea pig. I hope not. I would hope that it was. Yes, comrade, it is off. Yes, of course. You don't trust me. Send dogs into outer space. I, I don't think they wouldn't. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I we sent monkeys. Yeah. I, you can't throw stones at glass or glass houses. Can't throw stones. So, I I'm sorry. We're not. We've. I didn't say we were better. But we're not. <laughs> so that's. I mean, we're not attacking you. Uh, never mind. Um. Anyway. So. Uh. Yes. Max Laughlin made a very good point that. Um. That yeah. There. There's. It, we could have shifted into another universe. And I like all the theories you guys have. Anything else that you. Any other theories you guys heard? 
Well, there is the uh, simulacra and simulation of it all, which was, I don't know if it's fair to credit this theory, but I'm going to credit this theory to Nick Bostrom, uh, the simulation theory. He is credited with coming up with that in 2003, but I would like to point out that at least one, if not three Matrix movies had come out by then, which is in essence, the basis of this theory. The theory is this, that we're living in the Matrix, right? So simulation theory uh, probably even predates the Matrix. I can't even say probably. Plato's Cave, it's a thing. Butterfly Dream, it's a thing. We can look those things up. But that's another one we looked at. Is this a simulation? Again, I don't even hate to do it. Rick and Morty did an episode about it, too. Simulation. I, I, they did. They did. Um, Elon Musk has actually it's started research. Yes, I, I, <laughs> Sorry. I understand he is a... An iffy topic right now. I will say that I have discontinued my Twitter account because of certain things that have gone on. Um, but the man still does. I will let you know he is the person, he is the company that is providing the Internet access to the Ukrainians during the war right now. When they cannot even afford to pay for it, he has continued it. And I do want to say bravo, sir. I, I think that's wonderful. Um, and so you get props from me on that. But he actually has money going into research to see whether we are in a matrix. He has said he does not believe that we would ever be able to build a simulation uh, of the universe before our, our species goes extinct, before humanity goes extinct. He doesn't think we'd be able to accomplish it. Um, but he has said there's a 1% chance, he believes, that we are in a, a simulation to the point where he has funding going towards research so uh now that man has a lot of money but i uh, but still he he is curious enough that he's spending money to try and figure it out he also bought twitter but this is really hard to give him okay yeah birds and the bees. yeah <laughs> i you know i don't where i fall into the simulation theory of what do i believe of it to be plausible is that it wouldn't necessarily be a machine of ones and zeros. It would be the collective conscious aspect where it's all the collective conscious. So it would be everybody, you know, the, the, the giant, you know, thought, the hive mind ideal. Which they've done experiments, which I don't have the data uh, handy here, but they have done blind test studies where essentially it's they show the same information to people in different countries at the same time and don't make anyone aware. And then yet somehow there are these connections as if mm -hmm. to infer that even though Test group A was in Australia, and test group B was in Austria, you know, pretty far away. Um, somehow, group B was able to learn what group A had already learned, even though no one was there to teach it, them, teach it to them. But it was just sort of the idea that, well, there are these inherent things that we learn that get shared somehow to our collective unconscious or subconscious, however mm -hmm. you want to put it. I am a big proponent of that. I do tend to believe in that um i don't have any scientific basis for that belief but neither do many people with their beliefs so uh suck it nerds um 
Yeah, I I I like that one. I really do. And you know, it's and there's also the group thought uh prayer where you have people in mass praying for a thing and that thing happens. Manifestation. Yeah. So That's where I was going to go with it. I believe that when you oh pray, yeah. you are talking to your subconscious mm-hmm. who is also listening to every fucking thought you ever have right. and is taking that as an instruction to act upon. So because your subconscious doesn't have that, like it's it's your autopilot. So mm-hmm. it needs to listen to what your conscious mind says and say, oh, that's what I'm going to do. That's why I always preach. Like if you want to make big life changes, you have to tell yourself every fucking day, time and time again, this is what I want to do. You have to wake up, meditate about it. You have to walk around, tell yourself this is who I'm going to be. You have to visualize it because your subconscious will take those steps and start moving forward based on what it's told. Uh, so that's my thing. I, b- I believe that when you're praying, you're you're asking yourself to manifest something mm-hmm. again we can be at odds at that and that's okay um no, i think we're much more powerful as a species than we um want to want to believe or oh, are we're ever allowed to believe that so we that's were the danger um it, because it would be dangerous and uh yeah actually i hope the wrong people don't hear that and take it too seriously because it's the strength of a god myth isn't it mm-hmm. i actually hope you don't take that too seriously <laughs> but uh <laughs> but or you I drink your own kool-aid i mean oh, oh that's another conspiracy theory we can dive into oh it's we have Maybe and we will <laughs> kool-aid i've ever had oh no jokes too many kids um, well so, I want to point out uh, before we get going into what I think, because w- we at some point we have to address the, for lack of a better term, and I will say that this is an incorrect term, the more logical uh, possibilities, right? What would yeah. the naysayers say? But before we do that, I wanted to mention one of the proponents of the black hole theory, because I think it's important. Francesco. Colagero, Calagrio, sorry for my mispronunciation, a nuclear physicist at the University of Rome and, more notably, the co-winner of the 1995 Nobel Peace Prize, is one of the proponents of the black hole theory, uh, with did CERN open a portal shifting us into a nearby universe, um, and again, this is something that has been being looked at since the early 90s, so Francesco, way back then, has been looking into this for about 30 years now. It's his day job. He's quite literally, he was this one or 1A, one, one of the two best people in the world for at least one year at doing these things. Uh, contributions that, I mean, look, I don't have to explain to any of you what the fucking Nobel Prize means, okay? So I just want to say that like, it's not just dudes like me hanging out dicking around on their cell phones that have ideas like this this is a someone who is very well versed in this field so he believes that it could be either the black hole or uh it's more of like the cern portal uh that we've opened a direct portal but before i get in before i do the boring part and we talk about what could be going on just in between our own two ears are there any other theories that we haven't addressed yet that uh, we think deserve some shine A lot of the theories I, I feel are all connected in certain ways. Yeah. I feel like I've, we've touched on everything that I could think of personally. 
I do want to say, though, that um, keep in mind that the U.S., right, that we, we did in Bill Clinton's time say, hey, this is not a good idea. Uh, this could be really bad, right? But I do want to make everyone aware that in spite of that, while 70% of the $1 billion per year funding that goes into running, just running, the Large Hadron Collider at CERN is funded by Germany, the UK, Italy, France, and Spain, that's about $700 million of that $1 billion. We, here in the U.S., are still supporting it as well. Uh, so is India, so is Russia. And also various universities and large organizations, you can take a guess or do some research on what those would be. Uh, but don't think that the United States, even though we realize that it's like flipping a coin um, as to whether or not it's going to go well um, and or go extremely badly, uh, we don't think that it's not being funded by us as well because the United States is funding it. And... Just to be super conspiratorial and to uh, prime us for a future episode, also to give you at home a chance to look through the archives and find the first time that we talked about the Denver airport, we talked about this beforehand, not only are we contributing directly to the off-site, the European facility, but... There happens to be the issue of the Denver airport and all of those sub-basement levels and the millions and millions of dollars that went over budget. And so I will ask, although we can't answer it today, I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments. Is it possible that the mysterious sub-basement of the Denver airport that many of us thought maybe housed aliens or did some weird shit back in the day, is it not? It, maybe it's our very own particle collider so i know that we talked about that before we'll we're definitely gonna look into that basement at some point or not that basement that airport at some point if not i have a feeling it's in california i think it's colorado see that's hidden in mountains we have uh, silos loaded up with nuclear missiles so it really could be anywhere couldn't it i it really could it really could i buy and this is an older conspiracy theory so Mm -hmm. i'm not going to act like i've come up with anything here but i do the idea that like the new capital, the capital of the new United States after, you know, whatever uh, atomic warfare, whatever it is, that that Colorado would be an ideal capital mm-hmm. for the United States because of all the mountains, because it's, you know, there's a lot of land around every, you know, be hard. To, it'd be hard and to the get systems changing, be hard to get in there. Yeah. Yeah, climate change is really going to make it so Colorado is probably a bit less cold over the next <laughs> few years. <laughs> I, I just think we just need to accept it at mm-hmm. this point. It's just happening. So yeah. just, just accept it and move on. And maybe on, move away from move. your beachfront yeah. property in Florida. Yeah. If Sell it to Aquaman. Florida, he might want I it. I really <laughs> hope you can move. Yeah. <laughs> Namor. Yeah. Namor Jason the Submariner. He might want it. Well, I mean, Namor would never buy it because in his eyes, it already, already belongs to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Okay. Well, I I think at this point it's time for me to play downer, right? Because mm-hmm. I I for one do not trust my brain a lot, and Same. for two I spend uh, too much of my free time in the criminal psychology realm, watching uh, and, uh, and just 
observing lots of true crime content, that in being the uh, interrogations, you know, witness interviews, that kind of stuff. And so I have seen it and heard it with my own eyes and ears that sometimes our memories fail us. So we have to address the possibility that we're all just forgetting things or we're remembering it wrong. So I have a couple of facts just to add to the argument. So in 2020, there was a study that found that 76% of adults uh, made at least one detectable error when asked to recall info. Now, I don't have the specifics to what that entails. I don't have the specifics to that. But I do have an anecdotal piece of evidence from uh, just a, a, a random shooting where there were, I believe, seven, uh, seven eyewitnesses. And what it came down to, <laughs> multiple eyewitnesses reported that the van was a different color. So we had multiple people report the shooter was in a red van. We also had multiple people report it was a teal van. It was uh, So there have been instances that you can go to that you can find where it's like, hey, we can prove that all of you were here. And we, we believe that none of you have any reason to lie to us, but yet we can't get you all to agree on one story. So what is it? What happened? Playing yeah. devil's advocate. Was the van red and teal? It, w- it was not a PT cruiser. Uh, no, that's a good <laughs> question. It's a valid question. <laughs> was it a wood grain station wagon? <laughs> Funny thing, it was a truck. It wasn't even a van. No. Just Probably. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, right? You know, I... I did the uh, law enforcement criminal justice classes, and it's not uncommon to have multiple witnesses completely misremember some shit. Because when when you boil it down, each person, each one of us, we're, we're the lead character in our own video game. And we pay attention to what we pay attention when we need to fucking pay attention. And our brain will colorfully fill in the gaps as needed. And everyone's brain is different. Some people's are more Mm hyper-focused. Other people's are more hyper-vigilant, self-aware. That's a great point. are ADHD like myself, and we can't focus on anything. So I couldn't tell you if he was driving something. To combine the two. What shirt am I wearing? (laughs) Yellow. (laughs) Then to combine the two, it's, yeah, it could be kind of a a mix of like, because as they talk about, it could be, and there's also, there's there's the ego protection of it, the cognitive dissonance. We all tend to trust our own memories over Mm -hmm. someone else's. Uh, but then there's also the idea of, um, you know, p- to be conversely, there's the idea of influence. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't thought about something in a long time and I come to you and I say, oh, you remember when Taco Bell had the so-and-so? Oh, yeah. Might not have ever been a thing. Right. I could have made that up, but you remembered something adjacent so I could make up. I say, hey, you remember when... Taco Bell had the grilled chicken Caesar salad grilled stuffed burrito, and you're thinking of something that you really liked from Taco Bell from 15 years ago that had chicken in it and a sauce. Or a Wendy's wrap. Yeah. Or a Wendy's wrap or a McDonald's snack wrap, and you're like, oh, fuck yeah, dude, that was the best. I remember that. Yep. And now it is cemented in your brain that As that's the way that it happened. And you're not going to believe someone else who came to tell you because your brain's not going to remember. I fucking that that, worked at Taco Bell. That, that never that, happened there. That <laughs> asshole Kevin just spend me a yarn, spun a yarn for me a couple days ago. No, your brain is going to remember that. It's not going to remember the source. It's going to be like, nope, I had to correct this information. It's mm-hmm. been corrected now, and boom, I'm going to regurgitate it. Mm-hmm. 
I, as somebody who researches and then talks a lot, I can tell you the number of times I have accidentally just blurted out someone else's words. It, it, it can happen if oh, you're yeah. not vigilant. It can happen to you. It's called being a parent. And self-aware. And <laughs> self-aware. And <laughs> um. that, in that just to um, go back to something we talked about earlier, which was kind of on point here with the Caitlin Emote, uh, the neuroscientist who said that neurons that fire together wire together. We used uh, founding fathers as mm -hmm. an example. Um, but it's just, it, I think that is something that needs to be explored because it is so... Uh, the founding fathers thing was a great because a great example because yeah you're in history class right you could have learned i mean i'm just thinking about it like a middle school or a history class how many different especially the way that it's taught to us where it's just random date random tidbit these dudes beat this mm -hmm. dude on this day how many random pieces of information did we digest and remember in one 45 minute stretch that could have very easily, we, we've gotten some wires crossed, and then oh, yeah. no point in challenging that information for the last 20 years, because who really cares about it? Well, you also have to think of how much the teaching model changed when we were children, and how much it became very much, we were taught to a test. We were taught to test well. Not to remember things 20 or 30 years from then. Thank you, George W. Bush. So for so many things. Oh yeah. You know? Sarcasm. Yeah. Our our generations, Vietnam and all our peers that came back addicted to uh heroin. And that we were no there to protect. Yeah. That definitely left us with no yeah. real skills in life. Thank you. But I hey, at least at least like all that heroin got produced. Enough time. Uh, yeah. Cause you invoke too much capitalism. Oh, this is going on a crazy journey. Never mind, I'm sorry. Please continue. But we were taught to attest. We were taught to regurgitate what we were told on fucking command like we were Pavlov's puppies. And history has changed over the years. Exactly. Um, I, I have no doubt. I, I can't even imagine what's in the history books today. That's not as it was when we were kids in our history books. I can and only talking yeah. about the same subjects, by the way. Mm -hmm. I yeah. realize that history moves forward and, and everything like that. So um, I get that. But yeah, history has changed, I think, uh, in our history books themselves. Which is another good point. And just to get, throw in an anecdote and also teach you some things that we may look into at another date. We definitely have looked into in the past. For instance, in middle school, I was taught about how the United States entered World War One. Yeah. If the kids of today are being taught a little bit more about the truth, they should be getting taught a different version of that story than I was taught. Now, I don't know that that's actually the case because a lot of what we do in the American school system is teach our children about how nasty propaganda is while we force feed propaganda down their throat for 45 minutes a day. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. But, you know, so we think of things like... Um, and uh, this may be Vietnam as well. Was it the USS Maine? Uh, basically, so <laughs> you won't be happy if you begin to investigate the U.S.'s entrance into any major conflict, if I'm being honest with you. We were. Double dealt in World War II. Yeah, we never dealt in World War II. We double dealt in World War One. It's a good chance uh, Vietnam, we sunk our own ship to get there. Um, we, we have been doing bad things for a very long time. And so, depending on 
And, and these things were all taught to me willingly by a college professor mm-hmm. who, you know, doesn't have to abide by the same rules. He was also a former Air Force pilot. He, I, I will never say his name, but he showed me photos of countries that he was not allowed to even take. Um, you know, so he was a guy that I trusted immensely. But again, it just say, so how many people think they have a false memory or a di- but they were just taught a bullshit narrative like look back at just u.s history over the time and think of the version that we've been told versus the version that gets taught by the rest of the world mm-hmm. and then there's some just so much cognitive dissonance right there alone so how long america good guy how every long time did it take for us to learn about juneteenth some people still right don't even point. know if I you don't know what juneteenth is please google it I tried to tell someone one time that uh, you dropped a bomb on me by the Gap, well not the Gap Band, but anyway, the song you dropped a bomb on me had, uh, you know, I was making a point about the uh, Tulsa race riots and like the fact that there were actually like people <laughs> fucking got bombed and they were just like, what are you talking about? No, And it wasn't, thank right. God for The Watchmen, an HBO series. That was a sequel, you know, that made it just made up a bunch of new content. Like you can have your issues with the source material, right. but like, hey, they actually brought that to the forefront. Like, hey, this no, this fucking happened, dude. Right. Like, this is a real thing that happened. It also happened in uh, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia. Yeah. They bombed a black, a predominantly black neighborhood because they were they were afraid of um, um, Black Panthers. I think. Yeah, or, and or it was something like that. And we, and then, you know, let's, let's even talk about assassinations. It's, yeah. It is a proven fact that Martin Luther King was killed by the FBI. Okay? Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. They had it's been proven in civil court. They were found. Yeah. They had to pay money to his family. All right? So if you look at the files they had on him, and then you look at when it happened and how he said, you know, I'm not telling you to just get murdered. You know, exercise your Second Amendment, and that's when he gets murdered. And also, let's, it should be worth pointing out that, A, this man was not perfect. He was being blackmailed by the FBI because he was stepping out on his wife. All right? That's right. a thing that happened. It happened a decent amount of times. It doesn't change, doesn't change anything that he was forward. doing. Right. Correct. It's not. It's still shitty. Also, yes. But, it just again, it goes to prove, like, they were on him. They were on him, and he was an issue for them. And on to add to what Lou stated, the other thing that Martin Luther King did that uh, suddenly made him persona non grata was he started to make it a class issue. He, he, at that point, had come to understand that while racism absolutely is an issue in this country, and it was even more so back then, that classism is the root of of this issue that it is always a rich versus the poor Mm -hmm. skin color is secondary and in fact that racism is just a way to keep the poor people fighting amongst themselves um we've been let our capitalism get way out of hand. yes oh yeah poor Uh, is the new black this is it's gotten (laughs) at at some point we should talk about the conspiracy theory of the rent hike i mean how that's been going on and landlords are knowingly raising rent and making sure people wind up on the streets like why is that allowed to happen yeah i there's a a, i i can totally see that being a thing with martin luther king because it it is a huge issue but if you if you have top dogs that want to keep making a lot of money they're not going to let that stand, and those top dogs have their fingers in politician pies. Especially when they see someone who has his finger on the pulse and actually is able to steer up the people and get them to believe. 
apples to oranges, but it's all a similar reason that JFK was taken out by his own government. But yep, numbers um, may change, though. Unfortunately, that's uh, a sacrifice is sometimes necessary. Not not saying anyone should go out and sacrifice themselves. <laughs> no, please don't don't just go spur of the moment. But it it seems to be a trend, is what I'm I'm trying to get at. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, I you touched on some things that we definitely will talk about. I think that's the most important thing for us is that we're back, right? The grand like, resurgence. It is the renaissance, baby. And I tagged along. <laughs> it's back and better than ever. And I, I do hope to get some familiar faces back into the rotation occasionally. There will be some that, unfortunately, you probably will never hear from again. But that's all right. That's part of life. Part of change. It's we, part of growth. It's part of alternate universes. Yeah. <laughs> only thing that stays the same is everything They were the ones changes. left behind. <laughs> With Kirk Cameron. Oh, the rapture. So, with that, you can find us on the internet at Bad Dinner. It's been so long since I've said that. You can find us on the internet at Bad Dinner Guests, and we will be back with more. I don't even know what the next episode's about yet, so you're going to have to subscribe if you want to know what it is, and maybe follow us on social media. Maybe we'll talk Bigfoot. Maybe mm. maybe we'll talk... Maybe we'll talk the oil squids oil uh, yeah the oil oh squids. my god can I we talk about the real life cloverfield monster is that what we're talking about the sludge well, squid yeah uh, the, the, the squids they found in the oil tankers back in the 90s my clo my cloverfield homies know what yeah. i'm talking about and maybe i know where that story came from now um but montauk. yeah a little montauk in my life a little conspiracy the to drive the yes, vibe. We love those conspiracies. <laughs> uh, don't trust anything. 